Welcome to A Fresh Perspective on Business with Laura and Carmen Luna. <laughs> yeah, we've binned off Emily because she was slacking. Grumpy really. pants. Grumpy beehatch. So we brought in Carmen Luna because she is full of the joys of spring <laughs> and Spain. Yes. <laughs> We're in quarter two of the year. Are we? Yeah. Oh quarter my goodness, two. we are. It's April. Yeah. How mad is that? No, where did March? March felt like the longest month. A lot happened in March, but I, I was surprised when it was over. Like mm. Easter really surprised me this year. Yeah. Like I feel like it would just here all of a sudden, and I forgot about it. I know. I kept. I talked to Tom. Are you working at Easter? Are you working at Easter? I don't know. Easter is next week. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, good Friday's next week. Like, what is wrong with you? He's like, oh shit, and probably need to know. I was like, well, yeah. But yes, we do P- need probably. to know what's going on mm. this Friday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually sat down and wrote in my journal last night and set some goals for quarter two because I don't feel like I've achieved anything outside of a working goalie situation in quarter one. Right, okay. Oh, yeah. that's a bit rubbish. No. Well, it was good. I bet for you work, have. But it's kind of one of like, I'm going to start my book. What do you mean, writing one? Yeah. Oh, so I said good. I need to write one chapter in three months, which is manageable, isn't what it? What are you writing it on? I'm doing like a memoir. Memoirs of a geisha? Memoirs of a geisha, yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully someone will want to read it. I need to maybe I'll get more it. LinkedIn famous. Lenny will read it. I'll read it to Lenny. Oh, yes, bedtime stories. <laughs> With Mary Sean. I have Lenny. a sleeping disorder, so I'll use it as a sleeping aid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fall asleep. Right, so this is our podcast, which is a kind of like branch off our business, Fresh Perspective Resourcing, which is recruitment with a twist. Oh, many twists. Many twists. And we've decided to actually do this episode about recruitment. Have we? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm surprised. We never talk about recruitment. <laughs> I talk about all kinds of crap, but never recruitment. Some guy said to you, didn't he, that he'd got like 15 or 20 minutes through our podcast and then we started talking about the actual yeah, chosen someone topic. someone in London. Listening to our humble little podcast from Lancashire. And uh, yeah, he's a high powered business owner in London town. And uh, yeah, he said, <laughs> London town, bro. London. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm going to try and do a Cockney accent. He's not got a Cockney accent. No. We have very London. Po- he's got a posh London accent, which I oh, don't has really know. Oh, has he? Yeah, I can't really do it unless. And then, because if I do, I'll sound like um, Prince Margaret off the crown. <laughs> It's like a very unhippy. <laughs> I love that you said Prince Margaret, like she's a Prince. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Prince Margaret. Sure, she doesn't listen. She don't care. She's probably got many she hairs on care. her chin right now. She don't care, bro. <laughs> so yeah, he said it was. He enjoyed it. He thinks it's funny and silly and stupid. He said it took you about fifteen minutes but to he get around to all. recruitment, and then, then he had to get out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'd listen to some of our best jokes, you know. <laughs> So this is episode number 41. Oh my god. Are we going to have some kind of celebration for 52? I thought you were going to stop at 50. <laughs> Why 52? Because that's how many weeks you're in a year. It's one whole year. <laughs> 52 has definitely got, not got the same ring as 50 though. Are we going to have a celebration at 52? <laughs> Excuse me. It's like, are we going to have a celebration at 104? <laughs> You are a prick. <laughs> I'm a prick and I know Are it. we? At 50 or 52? 52, it's a year. I think we should, yeah. I agree. Yeah. 
Definitely. We celebrated with champagne last week because we had an absolutely belting March, didn't we? Oh, we did. So we, we were had like, brilliant we need March. champagne. We need champagne. Oh! Oh! <laughs> yeah, nice. March has been one of our best ever months, hasn't it? Yeah, it's not the not. I think it, it's technically, in terms of revenue, it was our best ever month, second best ever month. But in terms of new business, brought on, it's our best ever month. Yeah. And then <laughs> Which is very critical, I know. And if you want more information, you're going to have to hit me up. Absolutely. And we lost a couple of members of staff, but it was the right move for Fresh. We've still not found them. No. <laughs> no, we, we bumped them off. We don't know where they are. <laughs> We're currently on murder trials. <laughs> Maybe it's good job we've got that high-powered lawyer in London town. And also Marisol and Carmen Luna never get caught, you know. <laughs> That's because we uh, go across the border. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what is 41 in um, in Spanish? 41. 41. 40. 40. Yeah, I need to check Google. 40. 41. 41. Yeah. <laughs> and we're doing... See, oh. See, and this episode is called Don't Settle for Less. Which you would be surprised at given we've not talked about anything in relation to that so far and we've been talking for five, five minutes. Five Smash minutes. it. We're on topic already. This is the first time we've ever got... We're going to try and wrap this up in 20 minutes though, aren't we? Do a little short one after. Yeah, well, we always say that. I will believe that when it actually happens because we always say we're going to wrap it up early and then we get carried away. Mm. But... No, I think we're going to be really... because sometimes when we start, I know I know everyone's going to find it really hard to believe this, but we sometimes feel tired and low in energy on podcast day and we think, oh, let's just do two short ones. But then when we get into it, we're like, woohoo, Woo-hoo! we are singing songs, we feel so much better. And then we waffle on for ages again. Yeah. So who we'll knows what's going to happen. See how we go. <laughs> but yeah, this is called Don't Settle For Less. And what we mean Don't by that is... Believing, hold on, on to, to that feeling. Street lights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. 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 Oh, so don't settle for less is massive, and obviously we always compare dating and recruitment to oh, each other. Oh no, we never do that. We never do this. Never, never ever do this. If you don't know that, then you've not been listening to us for long enough, and you need to change that. But. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is though. It's all about relationships, respect, like finding equilibrium between each other, that kind of thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, not putting all your eggs in one basket. We're sick of, I mean, talking oh. of eggs and Easter, I mean, maybe all your eggs are in one basket because you've had Easter and if you've not eaten them all now, then... Then what's you, wrong with yeah, you? We don't even want to know you. <laughs> Unless you don't <laughs> eat chocolate to us. <laughs> Oh yeah. my god! How do you eat yours? In the office, we get someone. If people send us treats, or what, or someone brings us treats, and like all the other people in the office, like have a little bit and a little bit, and they like they have their chocolate lasts them the entire day, if oh. not a week. And then after maybe thirty seconds, mine and Emily's is gone. There's chocolate all around now, mate. All more? over our desk, and we're lining up everybody else's. It's such a, Evie had this peanut like buttery brownie thing, and then she's like, "Oh, I feel really sick." I think this sums Two up our bites. personality, though. Impulsive, we are get all it while it's hot. Nothing. We <laughs> yeah. are all in. We're on board with anything that we're on board with and we're fully in all yeah. the time. Do you know what Megan said to me? Megan is my psychiatrist. Um, yes, I'm a little bit Shout crazy. Shout out to Megan. Thank you Shout very much. Shout out to Megan. <laughs> yeah, thank you for keeping me sane. But she was like, you know, you just got an appetite for everything. And I was like, yeah. We have a zest for life, yeah. babe. It's not just an appetite for food. 
It's everything. Everything it's, that it's we like. Exercise, fresh relationships. It's just a healthy. Well, some go hard or go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is don't settle for shut, anything shut, shut. less than you deserve. And what Laura's talking about is when you say you put all your eggs in one basket, it's like you you kind of only like exploring one option and that's suppose the reason why we've decided to do a podcast basis because i think it's really really relevant one of our pet oh and also because it pisses us off yeah pet peeve yeah absolutely <laughs> but what happens is a lot of candidates that we've got in the process for jobs and that could be a wide range of jobs because we don't specialize we offer that more internal approach and cover all sorts of stuff and a lot of candidates are like oh i've got an office i'm going to accept it bye it's like well, you've got an interview tomorrow with this other company that's paying like i don't know 10 grand more it might be much better but you're not going to know unless you go there yeah but i've got this offer and i'm going to accept it but why though face palm moment face palm yeah would you marry the first guy that asked you well i did and how did that end <laughs> not very well <laughs> <laughs> see we have got real life experiences don't do it but like the whole dating like you date you don't I don't know why people get upset sometimes when they're dating people and they're like, oh my God, I just found out that they're dating other people. I'm like, that's because you're dating. You're not in a relationship. The whole point of dating is a bit like, it's like a, a test. You taste testing, aren't you? Yeah, like the testers have your perfume. You have a little bit of each one. And you're like, mm, which one do I like the best? I'm going to buy, commit to spending a lot of money on a big bottle. And the same with dating. You, you see a few people, you do different things, you get to know them. Like, I really don't like you. I like you more. Let's see where this goes. And then eventually you choose one person. Oh, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You choose one person, you're like, actually, I would like a relationship with you. You have the, where is this going, talk. And then you have a relationship, and then maybe one day you might get married. Who knows? But you don't start off with that. You don't meet someone at the bar, and they're like, hey, do you want to get hitched? You're like, I would like a drink first, mm, and yeah, to know your catch. name, please. A double. <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? But I think, I, I think now we're mature. Are we mature? Yeah. Oh. More mature than More we used mature. to be, but we can look back now and think it's fine that you would need. It doesn't matter that you are in a long line of people that that guy's dating. I mean, as long as he's not sleeping with all of you at the same time. Well, <laughs> maybe not at the same time because that would be an orgy. But <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Like you know, as long as you're being safe and you're not spreading naughty things. <laughs> I feel like this guy starts getting derailed. <laughs> Yeah, but at the time, if you found out that the guy that you really liked was dating other people, you'd be fucking mortified, wouldn't you? You'd be like, oh my God, this is awful. But now when you look back, I would rather someone date a few other people and then decide that they wanted to date me and me do the same thing and then hopefully you would decide mm. that they were the right person. And then at least you've explored. But I think you do get a bit like, when you think of dating and you think of the people that you were seeing, you're like, I need to just, I need to like nail this down now. I need to get in this relationship Why? now. I don't know, but I, I was it. definitely like, like yeah, that. that's a piece of advice that, well, we never listen to, do we, from our parents? No. Like, mums and dads, like, don't settle down too young. You've got your whole don't life ahead of you. Like, when, um, do you remember when Terry, one of my first boyfriends, me and him got engaged and dad cried because I was 18. <laughs> were you 18? Yeah. And um, You were 18 when you got engaged. I didn't even know that. Yeah, and um, now I know why. Because if I could give a piece of advice to my younger self, it would be don't settle down. You've got your whole life ahead. And then you look at a few of the people we know now, our friends, people in our social circles, have actually gone through breakups and divorces. Mm. And they got together when they were like 17, 18, and they've stayed together all that time, but grown. 
grown up. Yeah. Sometimes you grow together. A lot of the time you do grow apart. Um, and so it's that's a piece of advice I would give is play the field a little bit, look, explore other opportunities and then make a decision. And it's the same with jobs mm. and other areas of life, isn't it? I suppose you shop around if you're going to get a massive um, IT system for your business that's you know multi-millions of pounds. You don't just back, go and see one and buy it. No. You look at the different Absolutely. ones, which is best for your business. You meet with the salespeople, you talk about what you want. They put together like a bit of a demo and, and look at this is a solution we can do they all present it to you and then you pick the best one absolutely so, so why, why are we accepting jobs the first job that comes along it's obviously fear isn't it it's fear yeah. that am i going to get an offer off this other place if i don't if i say to this these people can you give me a few more days which is all you've got to say you don't have to go no i'm interviewing elsewhere you just go right let yeah. me let me go away and think about oh, that can what, you send me yeah. all the information let me go and have a bit of time to digest it and then i'll come back to you on x day that would make me think that you're assertive you're confident you're sensible absolutely you're considering the opportunity you're not just going to dive in it it says a lot about your character whereas or just to say um when do you need me to come back to you with a decision on this Mm. so that they they might go do you know what we'll give you a week and you're like oh mint i've got a whole week you don't need to tell them that you've got other opportunities but you know you just say if they say well actually we need a decision today say well i'm unfortunately that's not gonna be possible i'll give me a couple of days yeah it doesn't make you look like a massive wanker it just makes you look like you want to think about things and a lot of people do say to us they want to think about it and at at the time we're like oh because we're well excited we want them to be like yes 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 but at the same time we don't want them to make a decision that they then regret and change their mind about later down the line because that's worse for us it's worse for them and it's worse for their clients but it is it is mad like i am I had a vacancy that I filled last week and I had a guy and he chased me a couple of times over the phone because I've not had a chance to get uh, back to him. We'd been emailing and I finally spoke to him. He's like, this is perfect for me. I've applied for the jobs, but they're not permanent. This is full time. So it's my preference and it really ticks all my boxes. I was like, great. So I said, well, what happens if you hear from these other jobs? He's like, well, I w- this is my preference. I'm like, brilliant. So, like, so I'd hold out until I've heard back from you. Got him an interview. And then he rang me up on the daily interview saying, I've got a job offer, so I'm not going to go to the interview. Oh, my like, God! What the, we spoke about this. I'm going to call him Bob to protect his identity. He's so annoying. Like, we Bob, spoke, what a Bob, dick. we spoke about this. And in the end, he went to the interview. But he, I don't think he gave his all, and he didn't get the job. Yeah. And then I spoke to him yesterday just to give him feedback, saying, I, I know you probably accepted the other job, but I just wanted to give you feedback that they really like you, but obviously someone picked you to the post. And they said, well, actually, can we stay in touch? Because I've accepted this job, but I'm not sure it's for me. Oh, my Lord. I'm like... But what? That, see, I just, I don't like that. Why? And then I think it's, that really pisses me off because we really care about our clients at Fresh Light and we're devastated when it goes, well, wrong as in someone backs out or someone decides it's not for them. We're absolutely devastated by it. But it's, it, I think that candidates need to find out more and it comes down to the way that they interview as well. So loads of candidates turn to the interview. They're all really passive. They sort of just get asked questions, they leave and then they'll accept the job if it comes along. But it's like, are you really finding out whether it's suitable for you? Because it, we shouldn't be fucking people about. Mm-hmm. If you you're going to accept a job you need to accept that job based on knowledge it's a knowledge that it's going process. to be knowledge that it's yeah. going to be the right thing for yeah. you so you need to think about what you need to know from this potential client from this potential company that is going to make you feel like you can make an informed and well-educated decision on whether it's suitable and i just don't think we're doing that no i would say more than 70 percent of candidates in our experience when they get asked 
Have you got any questions? They say oh, no. Oh, God. It and it's the most so infuriating much. thing in the world because you've got to have questions. And I say, okay, sometimes people might be nervous in the interview and it's a lot of information they may have been given, so they might not have questions. But I say, digest it and come back to when you've got questions. And they don't. But then... Then you give them the offer, like, oh, I don't know if it's for me. And I'm like, why do you not know? Yeah. You didn't ask any questions. I this love it why. when people come prepared to the interview, but like, was in with questions that just would would help them. But oh my God, a candidate said to me the other day, um, like, we were like getting quite close to the end of the process, and they have, they have asked a lot of questions, but then they're like, what's the sick pay? And I was like, oh no. And we always give this example, like, we're like if someone asks us a sick pay question, we're going to be like, red flag, red flag, abort, abort. But I've never actually been asked it. No, I've not, in all my time of recruitment, no one said right can I have the sick pay policy and it was the first time and I was like um what I was like if someone asked me that at fresh I would probably like walk away slowly and back off what a weird I was question like, what? I know and they, but they'd come from really big corporates and they were like I know but I just you know I've got a baby and stuff and I just want to make sure that I, I, everything is set up and I was like no I totally get it when you go from big corporates to a small company that sort of stuff just it isn't really thought about in that way, is it? It's just, and it, and it probably should be, but I don't know. There's no good way of but asking you say what that, the sick pay But is. no one ever asks, well, what's the notice period if I need to leave? Mm. Uh, what's the disciplinary process? No one asks those. What's the disciplinary? <laughs> <laughs> How easy is it for you to sack me if I'm doing yeah, a shit like, job? Nobody asks for this information. What's <laughs> the appraisal process? They all want to know, is sick pay? I'm yeah. like, it's interesting when people bring up, I'm like, are you a sickly person? No. <laughs> Do you know, a lot of people moment though I don't know if it's if it's because of COVID and people have got because usually when people like back out of office or we say the company's not right a lot of the time it's money because it's easy to say it's not enough money I'm not going to accept it but recently we've had a lot of people and it's not that they've got COVID but it's like <laughs> there's been a lot of um, people with health issues oh mo- God, in yeah. March quite a it's lot like of the big March scene. is the month for um, yeah which is really sad but I hate that we're sceptical like sometimes I do feel like are people just saying it and I know that's awful well, we but said it this just... morning, didn't we? Because it's a question that it's like whenever if you wanted to um, if you wanted to call in sick, you always say it's um, diarrhea or yeah, so no uh, women's, women's problems. Yeah, even if you're a man, <laughs> even if you're a man with a penis, you're like, I'm on my period. It doesn't. It doesn't invite extra questions. Yeah. and it's almost like it's. Is that why people are saying it? And I feel awful because these people could be generally really worried and poorly. And obviously we don't say some, we don't believe it, prove it. <laughs> no, but you do get sceptical, don't you? Because we do hear a lot of bullshit. Unfortunately, when you work with people like, as much as we do, because obviously they're our kind of product, we work with so many different people, like literally hundreds and hundreds of people we're dealing with a week. It's quite insane, really. But and another one that's coming up as well, like the, and this is why you, you, you end up being sceptical, is, oh, well, my uh, meal's been said that I shouldn't be working or and then we, I had one this morning so my wife said that I've, I need to go for these tests and there's no there's no bad test results yet and then I need person, to leave like and to he's handed this, in the notice I'd like to add that this person isn't actually ill no they just had some test results just had some um, test done to find out whether this person is ill but because his brother had been ill with something that they think he might have literally this is what I mean I can't even explain it because it's that ridiculous so his wife said you need to leave so he's handed his notice in with immediate effect and you're like what the actual fuck I mean, is going on? Are these people rich? Well, I don't know because they're... Why can, how can they just suddenly give up their jobs? Wax? Max? Is he, maybe he's a cat Max. Habs? <laughs> oh my God. What's, what's the husband? Emily's malfunctioning. Oh no, right, it's husbands and boyfriends. Habs? Oh my God. Are you a hab? <laughs> <laughs> are you a wag or a hab or a hing dang down? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I've got another pet peeve as well. Okay. While we're talking about this. And if you're a candidate, please stop doing this. But do you think because of working from home over the last year that candidates are spoilt? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and then now so... that we're talking about going back into the office, I'm not going back into the office. How dare I want to be over oh, my comfort of body? Yeah. I will go into an office that's 10 minutes away from my house. Absolutely. Pa. We're really, this is, and if you're a candidate out there, like, if you are, like, some some companies have got rid of their office because of coronavirus, and I think it's the worst thing you can do. I think this happened early on. It was after, like, the first three months of the initial lockdown. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is cool. It's working well. We're really prof- uh, proficient. That's in a, that's <laughs> a blend. as well. That's <laughs> in a blend of efficient and productive. <laughs> proficient, yes. Proficient, proficient yes. And my language is proficient. Wow. Um, <laughs> I think they're like, this is fine. We can cut costs. Everyone's happy. We're getting more work done, work-life balance, da 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 The sun was shining because uh, the weather was gorgeous, wasn't yeah. it? And then I think fast forward 12 months, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> candidate, yeah, absolutely. But candidates are like, obviously, they want to work from home. I totally get it. But then companies have obviously got rid of their offices, so then they've not got the overheads and stuff. So when you look at it like that, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Like, okay, but you will lose your culture. Your culture will inevitably change. People will feel isolated. Absolutely. But though there is no culture. How can you create a culture when you're all completely and utterly separate from You've one another? You've not got a base that links you. Because I think in, in some businesses, and, in, and even ones me and Emily work for, you have a base but you have a lot of remote workers so that you can expand nationally and and, yeah. and look at the right talent and it doesn't matter about geographical location which is a really good idea we have a client in yorkshire at the moment who realizes that scunthorpe is not the the easiest location no. for technical people and so they'll happily look at anywhere but they still have their hub where most people are based where they built culture and values, yeah. their personality, and and there's a hub of people. It's like a, it's like a, not a society, but like it's like a club, isn't it? And people go in, come in, and go out. Some people go more regular. Some people just pop in every now and again. Well, if you think about your family, so you get together for your big events and like you know, like Christmas. That's and family, not society. Then. Yeah. D- yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving. If you you know overseas, like that kind of thing, you get together. Like, but then you still in America. you still have your themes and your the like the sort of blood running through your family that that connects you all and you get together every so often and that's great whereas these companies they're not getting together at all but then you've got the candidates who are like well actually um i want to either i'm going to come to the office i need to start at 10 and leave at two um or i need to work from home every day and i need loads of flexibility and i need fridays off and it's like hang on a minute do you like, want what a are job you, what are you what are you giving though as well like yeah. it's 50 and i feel like now we've gone we always used to talk about it being 50 50 because candidates a lot stereotypically pay the pa- passive card but now i think we've got candidates who have been spoiled and are really leading it but not being up for compromise and it's really not nice to see yeah not at all when you look at before coronavirus and everyone having to work from home the that what featured higher in the polls on candidates was that they wanted flexibility that was one of the things it was above salary it was above money it was one of the things that they wanted more than anything and now they've got that a lot of companies have been forced to give flexibility but now the candidates are just taking the piss yeah and there's nothing coming back on the other side it's like it's gone one way and the candidates like we are keeping it like this and Mm. no it isn't nice it makes me not feel the best about candidates like this i feel like i would rather push candidates that were willing to give more and 
and, and compromise because I think it yeah. says a lot about someone's character. Of course it does. Yeah, absolutely. We would be gutted if we had someone who came at fresh and was like, I want to work from home. We would pretty much tell you to just piss off. But we just <laughs> it just wouldn't it just wouldn't go. We're looking for people to come on our journey to be part of this community that we've created because if you give to us, we'll give to you and vice versa. And it's we're there to sort of pull each other through as well. And and it's just I think coronavirus has really diluted that. And it's um, if you're out there and you're doing this, then fucking change it. Stop being a wanker. Yeah, or find a company that doesn't really care about values, a family, um, a social element. Which you Do- never say you want. Yeah, you that doesn't care that. about whether you feel isolated or not. He's not bothered about your welfare because they never see you. They only ever hear from you on email and maybe Teams calls. But if you want, find, look for companies. There are companies out there like that, but usually people say they don't want to work for mm. companies like that. But with what you're saying, that's the only ones that you're going to fit. Absolutely. And then kind of looping it, it back to like, you know, don't just settle for the first thing that comes back to you. Just shop shop around like don't panic I think everyone's panicking at the moment everyone's getting panicked about going to an office which is why they might be coming across a bit wankerish about flexibility mm. and working from home because they are worried about going back to work but open up and be honest about that don't just because you do sound like a dick if you just refusing to go to the office as we've had experience yeah, of say recently why, say why and and if you're looking for a job shop around but be honest and at the moment everyone's panicking especially if they've not got a job or the job is at risk because of coronavirus I understand that you're driven by fear at the moment and so you've got a few other options you might have interviews which is amazing but when one is offered to you don't just jump on it because it's the first offer and you're like thank the lord i have a job just know that you're in a strong position because they like you the most out of all the candidates and so they've offered you a job and they understand that you might want to think about it and talk to your family about it you don't need to decide immediately and so buy a bit of time still look at the other opportunities that you've 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 created for yourself you work really hard to create opportunities go and see them all because and then you might get another offer or a few and then you can find out everything and make the best choice just don't panic if they've offered you the job they want you you're in a strong position yeah a couple more days is not going to change that no definitely not and i think a good place to start that's really good advice but um a good positive place to start is think about what you want your career to be like what sort of values you live by what you're interested in how you want to feel at work and then once you've got that cemented then you can go out there and look yeah right i think we're done oh god you i agree 25 minutes oh ooh, 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 ooh. you we need got to follow 25 us, follow minutes us. to go we got 25 minutes to go 25 minutes to go i got the goal 25 minutes oh, oh, oh. 25 minutes so please follow us wherever you are for more singing yes and um yeah just please follow us we're at banana level on spotify Oh, we love bananas. We Fuck you, peaches. We're on bananas. <laughs> we don't need no peaches. Right, see you in a bit, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye.